89. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. I'm John. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right. Psalm 13 through 16. Psalm 13. Psalm 13 is dope. It is. How long? How long? How long, right? Mm. Two words, bro, that have historically had many words and phrases and sentences that follow. Right. Right. And, you know, I mean, we could fill in the blank. Yep. How long will I deal with depression and anxiety? Yep. How long will I struggle with this sin in the dark? Right. right. How long will I have to convince people that injustice and racism, right? Like we could go on and on and on. And as we said before, you know, it's not just that the Psalms uh, portray people that have felt the things we felt or experienced the things we've experienced, but have prayed the same things we've prayed. Yep. And here, four times in two verses, yep. he says how long, yep. right? So whatever David is going through, I don't think we know, he's been going through for a while. Yeah. yeah. There's so many Psalms that we have the context of them, right? Yeah. Psalm 51, right? 32, you know, David and mm. Bath, sheep of the sin. And the context of the Psalm helps us fill out things on the inside. Yeah. We don't have the context for this Psalm, but it doesn't matter because everybody has a context for this song. We've all been in a place where it's, it's no, no, wait, God, how long, right? And it's yeah. not just like, hey, God, can you help? It's no, 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 wait a minute. This is so obvious and so anti the goodness that you said yeah. that you should have done things by now. How long are you going to make me sit up un un underneath this? And what I love about this song is it is the foundation of all prayer. His how long repeats four times, mm. and that just shows uh, the depths of desperation, mm. right? Mm. He's calling out to be rescued. A rescue is a problem that you can't get out of yourself. Yeah. I can't swim. If I get thrown into a pool, I'm not trying. I'm calling out for, I need to be rescued. I don't Facts. need to be instructed in what he's saying is, God, I need to be rescued. I'm desperate. Yeah. And yeah. I love the Psalms. <clears throat> this is a lament. So we talked about how a lament goes from a problem to a praise. I love the Psalms, bro, because there are many sermons. Hmm. And what he does in verse five is the tone switches, right? Hmm. He goes to the, to the, the change in the Psalm. He says, but <laughs> I have trusted in your faithful love, my heart will rejoice in mm. your deliverance. And mm. the key here is trusting, yeah. right? Like there's an element of believing and trusting God that he can take those of us who are despairing to delighting, right? right? And that pathway is paved with trust, trusting not just in anything though, in his faithful love, right? right? The same love mm. that saved David yep. is the same love he relies on in the midst of problems and distress in his life. And so I just think that's a big, big key for us, man, to trust God. Absolutely. Uh, in the midst of yeah, yeah, yeah. That we're trying. saved based on his goodness, not ours. Yeah. And what I love is that David is in deep desperation, crying how long, four times. Mm -hmm. But then by verse five and six, yeah. his disposition changes, even though his circumstances don't. Yeah. Bro, your circumstances can't change in six verses. You can't go from deep <laughs> desperation to everything yeah. being fixed. Yeah. But he does have this form of hope, but the hope comes in the form of a promise, mm, right? Mm. And that is like the promises of God are valuable. And we've said it time and time again, the, the promises of God are like checks mm. written, signed with the blood of 
Jesus, if somebody were to write you a check for a million dollars, you would walk out and you would say, I'm rich. Mm -hmm. Even though you don't have bags of money in your hands right now, you've got a promise that's as good as gold. David says here, yo, I got a promise that's as good as gold. Mm -hmm. So my desperation uh, can go somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's excellent. Psalm 14 and 15 mm-hmm. go together. Yeah. Um, Psalm 14 is a portrait of sinners. Psalm right. 15 is a portrait of the godly. So remember we said that a lot of times the Psalms aren't literarily connected, but sometimes they are, mm-hmm. and the psalmist is trying to make a point. And in fact, um, actually, you know, uh, recently, uh, more Psalm scholars have started to say like, oh, a lot more of these are connected than we first believed. Yeah. Um, 14, he talks about sinners, right? The fool yep. says in his heart, there is no God, yep. right? And <clears throat> what many have said is like, this is not just... Some man like ah oh, weighing up the arguments for the existence of God. And it's like ah, oh, there's no, <laughs> there's no God because that would be for him to say in his head there is no God. Mm, exactly. Yep. But he but says it, in his, his heart. heart. And what he, what they're getting at, bro, is that they live as if there is no God. No God. They're functional atheists. Yeah. So they're they may profess all the right creeds, mm. go to church on Sunday. Mm. Talk mm-hmm. about how God is a provider and a savior, but yet every bump in the road they makes reject. them anxious and they reject. Every temptation yeah. doesn't feel like an opportunity to get good. It feels like an obligation and they have to go. And they really live as if there is no such thing as that. Yeah, so mm-hmm. there's a lot more people that would find themselves in a church building on a Sunday Right. That would read this text and they would read head in and think it doesn't talk about them yeah. when they should read heart in and say, oh, maybe this is talking about me. That's good, man. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. And it's funny because, um, you know, this rejection of divine wisdom, <clears throat> the text expands from here because it, it literally says <clears throat> in the language, it says um, the sons of Adam. So like literally Paul is going to use this text to talk about how Jews and Gentiles are understanding Romans chapter three. And. What's interesting, again, is that everybody, in a sense, is born in this condition, right? Mm. Like, we all naturally want to rebel against God and reject divine wisdom, even if we do grow up in church. Right. But the beauty, like Paul will say as well, is Mm. that this Savior came and died for both Jews and Gentiles, all who are under sin. And it's funny, too, though, that the way he talks about sinfulness in this this particular uh, psalm is through oppression. Yeah. Right? It's like... Like the, the psalmist is connecting the sinfulness of man in the oppression of other human beings. Ugh. And it's just so crazy, too, that Yahweh, God, is the one who provides deliverance. Mm-hmm. Right? He is the one who can change the plight of humanity. And he does that from his holy mountain city, right. Zion. Right. Ugh. And, um, you know, 15 is going to come and it's going to contrast and talk about the godly. And, you know, it'll say, like, this is the one who lives blamelessly right practices righteousness acknowledges the truth in his heart who does not slander with his tongue right who does not harm his friend discredit his neighbor right um all these things and it'll talk about too the holy mountain city zion Mm -hmm. what's funny bro is that um some of the words he uses in 15 specifically are some of the words that are used in leviticus Mm. to talk about what happens when you offer the sacrifice Mm. makes you blameless in the sight of god Mm. so in other words what he's saying is you need to be made holy to be in the presence of God, right? Mm. Your 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 nature has to fit your surroundings. Right, right, right. And what we know yeah. 
is that the Lord Jesus mm. comes and makes us holy. Mm. Right? He offers this sacrifice. He cleanses us. He sanctifies us. We're going through Hebrews in our small group. And it's just, he uses all this language of how his blood, you know, man's blood stains, we often say. Yeah. But Jesus' blood makes us clean. Mm. And, you know, at the end of time, the Lord will make us these kinds of people. But I think we should strive to be these kinds of people. Right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Bro, Psalm 1 talks about how happy is the man who, yeah, yeah um, uh, walks not in the counsel of the, the wicked. wicked. Yeah. Um, Psalm 16 comes, yep. and once again, man, he, he starts off and it's just praying. He says, protect me, God, for I take refuge in you. I said to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have nothing good hmm. besides you. Um, I think so often when we come to the scriptures, and this is what Psalm does, right? It doesn't just give us a script to take our negative on how to take our negative emotions, sadness, anxiety, and grief to yeah, God. Yeah. But it points us in the direction and gives us a compass to remind us, oh no, no, no. Where we go to find good and peace and joy. And I love that this psalm, in a sense, provides a bit of a corrective for even Adam and Eve, right? Mm -hmm. Who they themselves imagined that there was some good outside of the bounds That's of what good. God has said. None good besides you, it yeah. provides a corrective <clears throat> for all of us mm -hmm. who, at the end of the day, right? Sin is not just about pleasure. Mm. Sin is about seeking some sort of salvation. Mm. It's looking for a refuge in something that is not God. Yeah. yeah. It's not just money. Yeah. People are trying to find a security in something that's not just God, right? Mm. It's not just sex and pleasure. Mm. People are seeking something unique that it give some safe place some refuge and the problem is us trying to seek those things outside of the bounds of what god has said That's and awesome. when he says here's no god you are my god i take refuge in you i look for salvation in you because i know that that's the only place where true good can be found yeah so that man that's so excellent too because at the end of the day like jews and christians historically recited this psalm yeah because they were entrusting themselves in confidence yeah. of the Lord's care for them yeah. and also their contentment in him. Right. And so what's interesting is how the psalm ends. Right, right, right. Because at the end, David will say, therefore my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My body also rests securely. So this is contentment in God. Mm. For you will not abandon me to Sheol. Mm. You will not allow your faithful one to see decay. Mm. Get to the New Testament, and the apostles is like, "Yo, Peter's like, fam, David is dead, yo. <laughs> he's still dead. He's still in the ground. <laughs> he's still dead. So he's like, this had to be about the Lord Jesus, right, 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 right. Whose body did not ultimately see decay. He was he borrowed the tomb for a little while, right, on the rose right, 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 on the third day, and he forever lives in the presence of God. And he was the model, the perfect model of what it means to have this confidence." in God in mm. this contentment in God as well. Mm. And that's the charge for us, right? Knowing that even if death comes, Amen. we give ourselves over to the Lord, knowing that one day uh, he will raise us up and that he will not allow our bodies to see decay because we've trusted in the one 
who went before us, his son, Jesus. Amen. Yeah. yeah, Father, we thank you that your resurrection was not one of a kind. It was the first of its kind. So in one sense, we know David couldn't have been talking about himself primarily, Lord, because he was still in the grave, but you rose from the grave. Yeah. But because you rose from the grave, David can be talking about himself yes, and Lord. us yes, ultimately, Lord, because we know that our destination um, is not six feet below God. Our destination is to spend an eternity with you when the heavens come down, Lord, and you make a new he heaven and a new earth. I pray that would be the hope that our souls are anchored to that keeps us moving forward. It's in Jesus' name we pray.